What'd you guys have for breakfast? I had a big heaping pile of get out of bed. And I'm going to have a after recording snack of going back to bed, maybe. No, we got the wow thing, so I guess I'm going to have to stay up. I had two ounces of coffee. Oh, just two? Yeah. <laughs> that seems like a... Not, not enough to do much. <laughs> this is the cold brew, and it's uncut, so it's it's pretty stiff. Oh, wow, yeah, that's like a full cup then, isn't it? I think you're supposed to cut it. Maybe I don't know if you're supposed to double its size, so I don't know. It's probably equivalent to at least three ounces of coffee, maybe four. <laughs> Basically, you're doing coffee shots. <laughs> That's what it looks like, this little teeny tiny yeah, tea shot glass that my wife has. Well, that's nice. Are those the same ones that she uses for the tea party kind of thing in, well, her, do- in her dollhouse? No, it'd have to be a pretty small tea party because we just have one of them. Oh. Uh-oh. There's, there's like white things floating in my coffee. Do you think that means the milk is bad? I think it means you're using non-dairy creamer. I better check on that. Uh, stall, guys. I don't put anything in my coffee, so if anything was floating in my coffee, I'd figure there was a problem. <laughs> and I don't drink coffee, so if there's something floating in my coffee, there's a problem, too. <laughs> oh, shoot. Luckily, it was powdered milk. Okay. I found out. I think I'm okay. We used up all the regular milk for the, milk for the, for the crepes, apparently. Oh, you're one of the f- three families in the United States still buying milk. <laughs> oh, Roberta and I buy da- milk about oh. once a month. Yes. Is there a danger to milk? No, it's just it's fallen off in use so dramatically that uh, oh. the cows are going bankrupt. It's true. <clears throat> oh. Um, De- one thing I did want to mention was that... Um, They've picked a landing sl- site for the Osiris Rex mission on the asteroid it's visiting. Ooh. Yeah, so that's... We may actually fairly soon have an actual asteroid landing from, you know, a space probe. They've picked the... Let's see if I get this right. It's the Nightingale Crater on Bennu Asteroid. I'm, I know I'm saying the asteroid wrong. I just cannot say what that... That combination of letters is just not <laughs> something I can talk about. What is? <laughs> what's the What's the benefit of that particular spot? It's not surrounded by very large boulders that will destroy the space probe. <laughs> okay, so it's kind of a it's a sea of tranquility then. Yeah, kind of pretty much. Yeah, it's it's they've got a landing area for it that, uh, if I'm remembering right, is like sixty feet across. Hmm. And they've got some alternate landing sites if problems should develop, but it looks like they're going to try the touch-and-go, you know, in um, this particular crater. Let me see if I can... By touch-and-go, is that <coughs> is that the same as, like, on an aircraft carrier or something, where you just kind of let your wheels down and then you blast off again? Well, sort of. Um, they've got... 
Okay, I'm 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 still a little <laughs> out of it here. But what the plan is is the thing's going to come down and it's got a collector that precedes it. You gotta remember that the the gravity's so weak on this asteroid is that basically it's gonna be like watching paint dry it coming in, you know. It's basically going to come falling down, touch down, there's gonna be a blast of nitrogen gas to knock loose particles and hopefully some will go into the collector, at which point the spaceship will reverse engines and take off again. Oh, so it's got like a little vacuum cleaner or something on there? <coughs> well, so it's in vacuum, so it's not really a vacuum cleaner, but yes. Mm, but well, yes. yes, I mean, a suck something that will suck up the well, part catch it at any rate, yes. Catch it, okay. Hmm, interesting. Well, that sounds kind of cool. How do, you, how do you design a vacuum cleaner for outer space, I wonder? Very carefully. But like I said, it's not a vacuum. The, the, the blast of nitrogen is just going to loosen stuff and kick it up in the air where it's going to collect on the collector, oh. apparently. Masking tape. Yeah. Oh, I see. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me if there was something like that. They've used um, aerogel in the past for that kind of thing. So, hmm. I'm sure 3M makes a product like that. <clears throat> Asteroid tape. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's very important when you're out there to have the right kind of tape. <laughs> so the asteroid, uh, what's... What, what, what size are we talking about here? Uh, size of a car, size of a semi, or the size of size of a couple of city blocks. It's it's um oh hell let me let me. And then I assume the 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 uh, the rocket's going to come back to the Earth. Yes, it's a, it's a sample return mission. Oh wow. Okay, so uh, are they landing on a, a, this asteroid? Is it going to shift its direction and eventually come back and kill us all? Um, they do say there's a one in twenty seven hundred chance of it hitting the Earth in twenty one seventy. I want to say. Wait, is this one of those missions that's run by a bunch of oil workers from Australia? That was a that was a reference to a movie. <clears throat> yes, I I actually even though I managed to avoid seeing the movie, <laughs> the people who insist on discussing it keep bringing back wonderful little tidbits about this awful movie. Oh, it's definitely an awful movie. Yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> oh, I didn't do that right. Just yeah, <laughs> yeah. You got that part. Uh, Michael Bay is an interesting filmmaker. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. All right. To answer um, Dave's question, Bennu has a mean diameter of approximately 492 meters, 1,614 feet. So it's a third of a mile in diameter, about. Hmm. And was this one picked just because it was close, or is there actually we've, we've got distinctive a, uh, reasons? It it's it's close and it's uh, represents a class of meteor or meteors of asteroids that uh, is of interest so uh -huh. you know it's it they decided a combination of interest and opportunity and so it was picked it's it's in a good position it's almost co-orbital with earth 
so it energy wise it's not too bad you know trip duration time isn't too bad communications aren't too hard so it's just it was a good thing good thing to to do yeah yeah so are they <coughs> i mean are they, are they even talked about what next steps might be is it something that they want to kind of mine or mine at some point or is this just kind of pure science this is pure science at this point. I mean, mining asteroids, no matter what you read about it, I mean, you, you've got to have some reason for mining it in the first place. And right now, you know, we don't have any processing facilities or mm -hmm. anything. So we got to at least develop that space vacuum cleaner. <laughs> right, right. You know, you to vacuum up all the gold and silver, I guess. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> no. And I, I believe you, you said you had another topic. Uh, the, we'll put that oh, I see. Um, it's been it's been good. What's been good lately? All right. Have you guys uh, are you guys still playing Dungeons and Dragons? I'm sure you've played it at some point in your lives, right? <laughs> no. Oh, yes. Nice. <laughs> in fact, I've played the very very original one. You know, it, sure. it came from miniature chainmail, which was a set of wow. rules for fantasy what was that like? miniatures before the actual Dungeons and What was that like, Grandpa? Oh, all right. <laughs> it was like playing miniatures with fantasy. <laughs> was it Was it just purely you know, tactical battles? Kind of a thing? Instead or was of tanks, what can I say? Pretty much, yeah. It, it was it was it was a set of mm -hmm. rules for having um, tabletop fantasy. So it wasn't encounter. Wasn't like a yeah. Wasn't like a whole campaign. Then you would just kind of do little the the the, mi the miniature. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. It was it's a set uh, of rules. So you know, if you were interested okay. in f creating recreating the Battle of Five Armies, for instance, here was a set of rules that would work for that. You gotta remember, there's a lot of miniature people out there that do, sure, you know, Gettysburg, Waterloo, naval miniatures, that sort of thing. So, <laughs> are they comfortable comfortable with you addressing them like that? <laughs> I miniature. Could, could you could you save um, <laughs> could you save all of this until later? So, and, well, all right. In that vein, then. Um, also, you said you're recreating the Battle of Five Armies. Is that <laughs> does that imply that you believe it happened at one point in real life? <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. This is this is why this is why this is what people tune in for. And right this, here. And this <laughs> is why there's no topic. <laughs> the banter. <laughs> what passes for banter? <coughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Today is a, one of our better days. Uh, here's a sample sample acquisition for the Bennu asteroid mission. Reading from Wikipedia, rehearsals will be performed, blah, 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 during which the solar arrays will be raised. Basically, they retract the solar arrays. They extend a probe. And let's see. And what they're trying to do mm -hmm. is they're trying to avoid using the thrusters because they use hydrazine and they don't want to contaminate the surface. So it sends this probe in. As soon as it detects contact... 
it lets loose a burst of nitrogen gas which will blow regolith particles smaller than two centimeters into the sample head at the end of the robotic arm. A five-second timer will limit collection time to mitigate the chance of a collision, and after the timer expires, the backway the maneuver. Back maneuver will be initiated. Backaway. So, so there Is you that go. all one word? <coughs> Backaway, okay. you know. Yeah. It sounds like... <laughs> hyphen, so take your pick. Like it could be a Star <laughs> Trek title. So they're uh, backing away from the asteroid again using nitrogen or going back to thrusters? You know, it doesn't say, but I would imagine it would almost have to be on the regular thrusters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so at that point, they're not worried about contamination any longer. Right, right. And if they do do another um, collection thing, they'll they'll pick another location that hasn't been impacted by thrusters. They have alternates for that very reason. All right. Excellent. Now it's somebody else's turn? All right. Well, the reason I brought up Dungeons and Dragons earlier was no, no, my wife and I. turn to talk. Hey, Zan. Yeah? We can hear that pretty clearly. What? Oh, I can't hear that. Sorry. <coughs> Sorry. That's, uh, my wife is putting away putting away dishes in the other room, so. I will uh, was an make orc a note of edit point. Oh no! I'll, that's that's comedy See, gold. I'm gonna put that at the beginning of the episode. Nobody laughed. This is why I need to more sleep. It's <laughs> <coughs> <laughs> one of the downsides of the uh, yes. This open the brand new, the brand new houses from 1900. Brand new houses like what you're in there, <laughs> Rob. Yes. No, the reason I brought up uh, Dungeons and Dragons earlier is that my wife and I have been playing a single-person campaign, or I'm the dungeon master and she is the player, and that is not something the Dungeons and Dragons rules are necessarily designed for, but they don't prohibit it, and <clears throat> the little few modifications, it actually works out pretty well. Yeah, especially if you've got two people that kind of... Can it it it, yeah, it, it requires that. a lot more uh, creativity on the part of the player, and not everything is is left solely up to the dungeon master. It's much more of a mutual storytelling kind of a thing where you have to be, you have to be pretty pretty lenient as the dungeon master, and you know allow the player to you know b b define. Yes, set fire to the orphanage to def to be able to define parts of the. You know, so some the dungeon orphanage. masters are very strict, and it's like if, if it didn't come out of the dungeon master's mouth, it didn't happen. You know, stuff like that, which is kind of a boring way to play. But uh, um, <clears throat> so if you're if you're thinking of doing that, it's uh, it's it's kind of fun and worthwhile. Oh, should that'd be cool. A, do, um, do you know anybody who might be interested in that? campaign online. And you, you know. <laughs> I, uh, I'm sure I, uh, I actually have purchased the, uh, the Curse of Strad <laughs> uh, campaign, <clears throat> which is a, a pre-written Dungeons & Dragons campaign, which is uh, all about, it's kind of like the, uh, the Dungeons & Dragons version of the vampire myth, exactly. 
and uh, it's it's a it's a it's a, a crackler. Have you guys used the uh, the D twenty or any of the online stuff? Or sorry, roll twenty, not D twenty. I'm <laughs> I think it's D twenty. Well, I mean, D twenty is this the name of the dice, oh, but the service is called. Fine. Oh, really? Is it really? Oh. No, D twenty is also a of, system. I'm a member of Roll Twenty, and I know you can. Yeah. You can buy like the official campaigns in the in Roll Twenty. I don't know what D twenty is though. Yeah, um, look at. Um, okay, wait now. D. This is D this is great podcasting here. D two zero. S R D dot org. All right. S R D. Hypertext. S R D five E. Okay, well these are. Okay, so this is just kind of tools online for for game masters. Mm-hmm. It's not tools. Um, if you look, for instance, uh, oh. click on the three point five one. Okay. It's basically a simplified. Yeah, this is. Um, yeah, I clicked. Basic, I, see, I clicked on the five E one immediately because we're doing five E and there's not as many stuff. There's just and you got the dice bag and the world generator and the adventure generator. So there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Right, but it's the basic rules for it, you know, classes and feats and so forth. So, you know, mm -hmm. this is, at least in theory, all you need to um, start a campaign. Honestly, I would do, if I was going to be a game master, I'd do something like this Hello. before I bought a... You, you broke a up completely. Did you hear that, you know, it's At least in my case, I would find that I break it's up hard as to well? get other people invested in a third-party thing as a game master. Yeah, we had a period of time there where <coughs> there was nothing. And it went quiet. Are we still in sync? Okay. Dave, are you there still? I'm Excellent. not sure. So let's start again I with the... You. Just start... Carney, why don't you start with... Uh, yes. If, if I were doing a campaign online, dot, dot, dot. No, but you have to say the first part. Oh, if I was to say, start your sentence again. At, <laughs> starting with, I don't know what the first part was. <laughs> right. Uh, if I was going to do a campaign these days, yeah. I would just start with the uh, D twenty stuff. I wouldn't buy a pre-made module. I have a hard. I I think that it's harder to get some people. Yeah, I agree with that. Invested it's, in uh, an already it's built. A, world it's a matter of build uh, their own. Have, knowing the tools well enough to create them as you go the the cool thing about roll 20 uh is that it you know it, it's a, it's kind of it's more of a tactical um kind of a system where you can put maps on the screen and move people around and stuff like that and and so it uh it'd be interesting it'd be interesting to try i would uh i'd probably be willing i'd <clears throat> mm-hmm See, I would go old school. So, uh, is that w when we sat down for a campaign when first set of of D and D? Is that mm -hmm. pretty much you had a piece of graph paper in front of you? There wasn't any miniatures and there wasn't any map or anything. And the dungeon master would say, "You know, you you're looking down a a yeah. hallway. 
it's about 10 feet wide and you can see about 30 feet yeah tall. and no, that's good stuff that there. how do you do that online though that's, that's what all I'm, you would know I wonder. <laughs> and if mm-hmm oh you just do the same thing you you see a hallway blah 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 and the the thing is is that if the person <laughs> right sure. or persons making the maps yeah they do make mistakes oh wow yeah they do Mistakes happen <laughs> in maps, you know, especially oh. in that kind of a setting. It's, it's a harsh <laughs> world, man. Maybe you don't get out again if your map's bad enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's wow. what you learn. Right. When you find a door, Excellent. you throw a fireball <laughs> through it. <coughs> Excuse me. No. <laughs> <laughs> so what... Uh, no innocence um, underground. What kind of adventure <laughs> would you guys be interested in then? If you were to participate in something like this, dungeon crawl, okay, so very tactical indoors kind of a thing. Dungeon crawl. Well, and uh, dungeon crawl, I picture as a. Well, I kind of picture that as kind of an underground part, yes. uh, just thing, or maybe in a in castle or something like that. Is that what, kind of what you're thinking? Okay. Where you don't have to. You're not. It's not like you're because because the Dungeons and Dragons rules. You can pretty much yeah, yeah, do anything. Yeah. I mean, you could create like I want to become a merchant and amass millions of gold pieces, and that's then that becomes a very different kind of game than a dungeon crawl. But uh, okay, so what about you, Dave? What uh, kind of adventure do you enjoy? I'm trying to put myself back into this. I haven't, I haven't thought about it or looked at it since. Do you, do you remember anything that you enjoyed at all? It was, I was probably dungeon mastering at the time, so it was, it was probably awful. <laughs> but maybe. Was it you? Yeah, I guess it was. We did. Know, I mean, <laughs> it gave us, it gave us a reason to, to get together and not go home at night and drink months. lots of Mountain Dew. So. so. <clears throat> Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Is, you know, it was, well, wow. It was better than the alternative. Hmm. I don't know if that means it was good. But. You know, you know what? listening to you just now, it was sort of like I'm thinking, okay, yes. did these guys come out about Oliver Twist novel or something? Well, I, I was... I was oh. oh, there was Edge. A little bit of Edge on it that wasn't really there. But, you know, just... I'm trying. <laughs> just you know, asking mm. me to recall anything. So it wasn't wasn't really. Tra- it wasn't as traumatic as you're and making it out to be. Felt about it. That's that's. No, it's no. true. I mean, good heavens, we drove across the entire state that's of Nebraska. Very true. To, to do it, I don't remember so, any of those yeah. adventures at all. Do you, I mean, do you remember any of the stuff that we actually did? Or I mean, I remember the things that we did in real life, but I don't remember any of the. <clears throat> The quote-unquote adventure. <laughs> Memorable storytelling right there. No. So you haven't played in since 1984. How long has it been for you, Carney? Uh, yeah, I know. It's... Probably about the same time frame wow. in college would be the last time I did an actual D&D 
adventure. You know, lack of people, time, and interest. Not to mention competing stuff. My, the group I was in was more mm-hmm. into wargaming than D and D, so you know. When well, then there's going to be there'll D&D be some uh, <coughs> there'll be some some uh, l- learning curve then when we get started. For heaven's sakes! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <coughs> that's right. Now, there's still fireball. fireball. You can still be a mage. That's all I need I to know. Right? I want to be a sorcerer though. They're much more fireball kind of player than than the the mage. Uh huh. Okay. <clears throat> I see. There's only three classes. What about rogue. Okay. There's wizard. There's warrior. And there's cleric. Everything else. Okay. Those no, are the I four from the basic the original, rules. The current the basic rules, rules that are but okay, we'll available throw rogue for free. In there. Let's see here. Uh-huh. This is definitely nerd talk. Yes, you can download uh, the D&D basic rules, which are 180 pages. And actually, <coughs> yeah, <coughs> these are the ones that Wizards of the Coast uh, releases for <laughs> free, and anybody rules. can use them and license them. And it's got it's got kind of all your basic stuff in there. It's got some monsters, and it's got some loot, and it's got all the different you know it's got your four different basic classes that we just talked about you've got uh yeah, yeah you have cleric fighter rogue wizard and then you've, you can be a dwarf elf halfling or human so this is basically just kind of a lord of the rings kind of a situation but uh now it's actually the the new rules oh. the f- fifth edition rules which came out about what, four or five years ago um are quite good in my opinion and and better than the fourth edition, which I also played. <coughs> and a lot of people are still playing the three point five rules, uh-huh. as as noted earlier, and d twenty srd dot org. Well, it seems to have been a very stable rule set that a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, uh, no, it, it did, and that was mostly because fourth edition sucked rocks. Yeah. <laughs> so they just everybody just kept playing 3.5 3.5 is a much more <laughs> much more tactical based where you are doing a lot more math and you're you know and it's just there's there's a basically there's a rule for everything and fifth edition is much simpler on the math still has still has the capability for a lot of that stuff but uh, it's really focused more on the storytelling, and in my opinion, it's uh, much better. So, there you go. That's all I have to say on the matter. <clears throat> to the next topic, which is which we don't know what is the next topic. David, what has? Let's start. Let's start the day well, with what's been good. Go what's, to, what has um, been good? What's this been good? Fortnite we can start it off with Dave. Oh, I thought you. I knew you actually had one. All right, Dave. What's and hit Dave? Fair enough. First, fair enough. Yeah. Dave, what has been good this fortnight? Yeah, well, that's the reason to do him first. <laughs> well, each year, uh, for the last many years, I've decided to stop shaving in October, give or take, and it always causes a. Uh, 
lots of trouble because <clears throat> apparently that part of your face likes to be shaved. Um, yeah. And so this year I was about to cut it all off because it was itchy and irritating and so on. Mm. And then I, I don't know, I was walking around and I, I thought of the word beard oil. And I'm like, well, maybe somebody else thought that word too. So I looked it up. Amazon sold the stuff. <laughs> it I bought certainly some, does. And it, uh, what, uh, <coughs> it makes a dramatic difference. So, <laughs> I, I'm I'm now visualizing this sort of greasy Dave. <laughs> well, no, that's the problem because mm. uh, without it, yeah. I'm extraordinarily. I uh, uh, I, I purchased some uh, some beard oil myself <laughs> on July 1st of this year, which is. You just disappear, faded off. And Boy, this is um, certainly ugly. Volume thing is frozen. I think we just lost Rob. Yeah. We'll so I, as I was as I was saying, I purchased some uh, when his beard system. shampoo and beard oil myself uh, uh, on July first, and a beard brush, which is quite quite nice. Because as as you may know, I started a beard this year as well, and I can relate because it was it was an awful uh, itchy experience until I got some beard oil. Yeah, I don't think you'd mention it, but I think I saw pictures of you recently, and you. Um, I didn't realize <laughs> yes. you started that. We have a, we have a six guess, month period of no shave between Minnesota and <laughs> Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wait till October for a reason because. Um, yeah, I've actually re- really enjoyed. Not, uh, it makes you, which, you as know, much as I can nice, enjoy so shoveling. It's I enjoy being outside a lot more with the beard. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, have any of you people actually heard of you know something like a baklava? <laughs> you, know, huh. you know the the thing you ba- pull I over baklava your head was a type that's of got eye holes and covers your face <laughs> to keep it warm. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh, look it up. It's also the, it, the, oh, na- the, the name. So what the uh, what kind of beard oil did you get, Dave? From the same place. Mm. Well, my selection was based on the fact that I was going to shave the next day if I didn't have it. So the only thing that Amazon mm. would send me That's exactly what I purchased as well. Honest Amish. It's got a little eyedropper kind of a thing, and you squirt it into your hand and then rub your hands together and then put it all over your beard. Is that the one you got as well? Mm. Oh, well, no, I... Uh, well, it comes with the eyedropper. I I use like just a oh, well, generic wow, uh, unbreakable combs <clears throat> that are like three four inches long, and I I uh, okay I run the uh, oil across the oh, well, there you go that, spine I'm sure of the that comb works as well, and then just tip it that, into my face and just comb it in. <laughs> do you? <laughs> and I wouldn't think so. Right, no, do you also no, uh, no wasted oil uh, at all? Just shampoo it with your regular hair shampoo, or do you, did you get some beard shampoo or? Or do you even clean it? Do you like to let it just kind of go crazy? No. Um, uh-huh. Well, uh, combing it with the comb seems to knock out the big chunks, you know, like the food particles. And mm. I don't know. I apparently yeah. bird, 
people's beards get dirty. I yeah. so far. Well, wait till you problem, you know I, just as soon as you start I've eating lots of chili or soup or something November, like that. Then. So. <laughs> Okay, you know you do something <laughs> is that this conversation is making me want to set both of you on fire because only a cleansing this is fire what is talking about, going folks. to make this you sterile how to, again. How to keep your neck beard clean. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. This is what you two talk about. Well, I mean, the people who have you know, six, eight inches or more of beard, I suppose I would, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm mostly not shaving because the idea is to save me time. And mm. at the point that it becomes more time. Well, it's, I mean, putting it, beard oil. Shave it, it goes. <laughs> well, and, you, and you're saving the time by not grooming, basically. <laughs> what a delightful conversation we're having. Oh, that's true. You could probably save another 15 minutes if you just never bothered to shower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and washing clothes takes an inordinate amount of time. Just wear one set of clothes until it rots off. Well, as as with many things, there's a continuum here, Carney, and you know you're suggesting perhaps a bit of an extreme approach, and and maybe you're on the other end of the extreme approach. So <laughs> you mean the, the extreme approach of using soap to clean things? Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> Now, I've found that as I age, uh, the more often I, at least I, if I, once I wash my face, I'm just, then it's like skin particles flying everywhere because it's so dry. And you know, that wasn't a problem in my 20s. So I, I have to wash more <laughs> judiciously now. It's, huh. That's not even about time. It's just <laughs> I, I don't produce as much skin oil. <laughs> And the, and the idea of well, this is the first. I mean, this beard oil was the first. Like, what? I gotta buy wow. moisturizer for a body part. Well, if that's the first time you've been yeah. buying moisturizer for a body part, then you're not doing it right. Uh, Carney, what's what's been good for you this fortnight? <laughs> Sure, I'll go next. Uh, uh, well, I've kind of talked about it a little bit, but uh, Dungeons and Dragons has been good for me this fortnight. Uh, been enjoying, been back in the thick of it, and uh, enjoying it thoroughly. And the new version, uh, the new version, uh, five years old new version is excellent. Highly recommend fifth edition of Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, go for it, man. Okay, go for it. My turn? My turn? Can I? Are you sure? It's, you're throwing my turn now. <laughs> anyway, um, another entry from the anime world is they, on Netflix, they finally got uh, the movie that they made out for Girls and Panzer. And um, it's Girls and Panzer, the film, and I like it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the premise is silly as hell of the, the anime series, but it's basically the, they're girls' schools that compete against each other in sports, and <laughs> nice. the sport of choice of <coughs> girls in this time period is apparently oh, tank warfare. So, a bunch of schoolgirls so and tanks running around <laughs> the scenery wow. shooting things I'm looking up. at some of the artwork here on, uh, <laughs> it's great. on Google, and wow, it's, it's girls and panzers. What? It kind of is. 
<laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. You know, it's like snakes oh, in a plate. It's a simple concept that, that encompasses the, the best, whole the, thing. The next step is obviously girls in NASCAR. Girls, tanks, what more do you need? <laughs> oh, uh, I love it. Yes, no, no, kind no. Of How a, about girls kind of a car wars in tanks of, against uh, NASCAR? Mad Max kind of a thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, I was thinking more demolition derby because right. I think a tiger. So I'm, I'm assuming it's yeah, this is completely story driven that you're, you're loving this. <laughs> then, right? Uh huh. It's it's actually it actually is kind of story driven. <clears throat> it, it's 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 deeply weird. Mm -hmm. As long as you're paying attention to the premise. If you could just hand wave the premise away, <laughs> it's not too bad. But I just love the notion of, like I said, if you, if you're really into tanks, you're either going to love this or hate this. Because <laughs> the, the, the uh -huh. you know, it's either, oh, look, they accurately recreated the, you know, this or that <laughs> tank. And then, and do you, are you also later, saying, oh, like, they accurately created they could never do 15 year old girls? <laughs> I'm not sure anyone. <laughs> well, you know, okay. some of the early tanks in particular were so crap. That well, that sounds delightful. And that has been our show uh, this week. If you want to <laughs> contact us, we are at Dedicated Nerds on Twitter, dedicatednerds at gmail.com, or visit our website, Dedicated Nerds Not, 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 Not Net. <laughs> Not us. <laughs> yeah. Contact those other dedicated nerds. Dedicated like Carney. Goodbye, us. Carney. Have a good rest of your day. <laughs> and goodbye, Dave. <laughs> and goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, Thank you Rob. for listening. Peace out. Goodbye.